Hello, hello. How is everybody? You. Nice to see you. Yay. Happy Saturday. I'm so excited. I'm actually shaking. <laughs> I haven't actually seen beautiful dad and uh, Jazzy since Christmas. My heart's just jumping out of my chest. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, we're reuniting especially today or all for our beautiful Twitch tribe. So it's very, very special. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a rundown. My dad is an international entrepreneur in entertainment, sports, film and television, musical theater and dance companies. He's presented stellar productions such as Julio Iglesias, Torborn Dean, Cirque du Soleil, Ike and Tina Turner, John Denver, Kiss, Rudolph Nureyev, the Bolshoi Ballet, Black Sabbath, Barishnikov, Bob Marley and the Wailers, Disney on Parade, Sesame Street Live, The Great Moscow Circus, Shirley Bassey, the list goes on, Alice Cooper, Meatloaf, Olivia Newton-John, Simon and Garfunkel, oh my goodness, the Harlem Globetrotters, the man from Snowy River with the beautiful Kurt Douglas and James Brown. Now these are just a few of his credits. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm like, if I, if I read the whole list, we'd be here for a few hours. And his beautiful wife, Justine Summers, is one of the most majestic principal ballerinas that I've ever seen dance. In 1995, Justine won a scholarship that enabled her to study with Gelsey Kirkland in New York. In 1996, she was Australian of the Year she was offered a contract from the Australian Ballet at the age of 16 and at the age of 26 she was awarded the highest ranking position in the Australian Ballet. Additionally, in 2005, Justine won a Helpman Award for the best female dancer in a ballet or dance work. Are you guys all ready to meet my beautiful dad and his amazing wife? I'm going to need some yeah, yeah, bring on the Edgeleys. So they're waiting in Zoom for us. So uh, let me go find them for you. Do, 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 do. Hi, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. How are you? All the better in seeing you, darling. It's been too long. <laughs> nice to see you. What's been going on in your world? Uh, same as you. Busy, busy, busy. Um, we've got people chiming in. We've got Jake Edgley in the room. I think you guys might recognize that name. We also have Mark Edgley in the room. We also have uh, Jenny in the room. We'd, that's just three of us. And then we've also got people chiming in from Germany, the UK, uh, Toronto, Australia, uh, Minnesota, New York. They're coming in from far and near, guys. So everyone in the chat room is sending you lots and lots of love, Dad and Jess. Um. So where where where? It's very exciting to be able to see you. We're so far away, darling. I know. I said to the guys in the in Twitch before uh, you guys came into the room that I haven't seen you guys since Christmas. So my heart's pounding out of my chest. I'm very excited. <laughs> so um, everyone wants to know how did you two meet? How did we meet? Yes. What's the romantic uh, story? What, what was one of those dating services in those days? No. No, uh, we were doing a launch. We were bringing to Australia. Um, That's the Edgley Company. The cup we were bringing to Australia the um, arena version of Swan Lake, which was being performed by the English National Ballet. And the year prior to it, 
we decided we'd be involved with the Australian Ballet in New in Australia uh, to have them as part of that tour. So they showed to all their subscribers when they launched their new season the year before, which would have been in 1998 or thereabouts, they showed pieces of what they were going to be presenting themselves for that coming year, including our big arena spectacular Swan Lake. And they showed little snippets and, and little pieces. And there was this amazing, gorgeous blonde dancer who was in part of it. Who was the principal of the Australian Ballet at that time. I thought, wow, that's what a gorgeous looking sort. And that was that. And that was like, then, then, Done. and that, that was it. But I never forgot that. And then when, how, how long after a darling was, when did you go to, you came back and you had your picture taken in the It took paint. a year before I think we met. I came back from New York and he used the excuse of. Um, no, so there was a picture of the, she'd been touring in, in America. And there was a picture in the, of her in the paper um, with, because she'd hurt her leg. She was having trouble with her feet from dancing. And there she was in the paper. And I thought, that's that gorgeous, gorgeous dancer that I saw a year or so ago when we were launching the, uh, the ballet tour. So I, it took me a little bit of skullduggery to try and find her phone number. Because um, oh, you, you know Agle. What did, yeah. I mean, you brought up with Agle Zena. She was my teacher from 12 or 13. So... She was also teaching us in the company. So you can imagine when Michael was saying, oh, oh, oh no, yeah. oh, my. oh, can you get her number for me? And she's like, no, right. Yeah, he was asking Agel for my number. <laughs> but she wouldn't give it to me. She wouldn't give the number to I'm me. Not, I'm not surprised. She's so, very protective. She's, but, but yeah, she's probably trying to protect you, Jazzy. But, but eventually <laughs> a, a secretary of mine who used to work with the Australian Ballet, who was very competent, I said, look, can you get me Justine's number? <gasps> so you got, went around Agel? Yeah, we went, we, I wouldn't do it, so. But she left a mes he left a message with the company. So when I had a message on Michael Edgley, we'd like to be in contact with you. I'm like, oh, maybe it's a work business, or, you know. Of course, I thought it was. Um, yeah. So I rang him and said, hello, I'm Justine, you know, da, da, da. and we just, you know, our conversations just hit it off. We found we're really interested in each other. And then after the second time, like an hour on the phone, he says, oh, I'd like to take you out to dinner. And I'm like, okay, sure. And then, yeah. So, and that's how it all started. And that's it. We've been together now. It'll be 20 years this November. But what was so Wait. beautiful was the way he talked about his children. You know, he didn't hide the fact that he actually had children. He talked beautifully about you guys and it just made my heart melt. I thought, oh, what a bad man. I even told her what a nice ex wife he had. <laughs> which is He's interesting. A nice ex wife. Your viewers may find it interesting. It was interesting in itself because uh, Jenny, who is my ex-wife, and uh, put on Justine's 30th birthday party yep. for us. She put this big spread Beautiful. on. Beautiful. When all the members of the Australian Ballet were dancing in Brisbane, we were living an hour away from Brisbane, or Je Jenny had a property away. At the hideaway, you know, the hideaway. And uh, yep. she threw this party with all the Australian ballet dancers. They busked came the down. dancers down to the property, and um, yeah, Jenny and um, Rick. Uh, yeah, and they and they happen, ha they happened to be having a season in Brisbane, which coincided with her birthday. So they all came down, and Jenny put on this lovely. Good on you, Mum. <laughs> yeah. So we hit it off, Jen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what our kids call Jenny. Yeah, yeah. Hit it off very well. Yeah. 
I can hear the I can hear the boys. Are they are they? Oh, sorry. Yes, boys. No, no. Let's say hello. Are they? Are they? Are they, are they there? Boys, come over and say because, hello. Uh, and Kai, with um Jake and Mark is are watching you in the chat room right now. So say hi, and so's Jenny. So give them a big wave. Hi guys. Hello. So just to to clarify, chat room. This is Kai. How old are you, Kai? Six. Six. He's the youngest brother. And then Riv, how old are you? Ten. And then you're ten. So then you're the next one up. And then we have Summer, who's actually, she's 13, on a sleepover because yeah. she's she's 13 cause she, and she's sleeping over because she went and watched the footy last <laughs> night. <laughs> I said, where's Summer? Where's the, where's the little sums? So then, so this is the younger crew, and then we've got some of the old rat bags hanging out in the chat room. We've got Edge and Jake and Jenny, and maybe Cappy might pop in soon too. Aww. She might be in there as well. So say hi. Hi, hi, hi everyone. I miss we, you. We miss you all. We miss you. Are you guys on holidays right now? Last day. They go back to school Ooh. tomorrow. What have you been doing on holidays? Athletics training, tumbling training. Whoops. Um, yeah. Summer summer ballet every day nearly. Yeah, she's a a buddy. She's like a she she and uh, Justine are like sisters now. Wow, I've <laughs> seen the photos. Now. She's amazing. The photos are so beautiful. It's just it's it's extraordinary. So what I wanted to ask you guys: Do you think the kids, because they're so in your bubble, will they will they follow in your footsteps? Of being being grand entrepreneurs and ballerinas well, and well, gymnasts. Mark is already basically, you know, he he works very closely with me with our current tour of the Great Moscow Circus, which is touring Australia. He's basically taking over from me, uh, which is great. And he's got a beautiful wife Tanya, who you've spoken to before, and uh, he he has a wonderful relationship with our partners who provide all the tent and equipment. And uh, he, he runs that, basically lives there full time with it. They are in hibernation at the moment while we're waiting for this dreaded disease to uh, right itself, God willing. And um, it, we can all move on with our lives. But, um, uh, and then after, after Mark, we've got, of course, we've got Sasha and <gasps> Cappy and Gigi and Yay! Jake. Jake, the golden the, child. <laughs> Jake the golden child. <laughs> but what about the little ones? Do you think? Because obviously now Ribs is, he's still he's still doing gymnastics, which he's amazing at. Yeah, so he's kind of following in your footsteps, Jazzy. Yeah, they're all doing what they love. I mean, obviously, I I did put them into ballet and gym just because they were my loves. But um, you know, we we let them try a lot of different things. But um. Yeah, some, Summer's obviously loving dancing, but she's doing very well at school, but she's inter interested in filmmaking. Oh, re oh. yeah. Watch out. I know. You're, so that's very you're in trouble. <laughs> um, do you think she'll, she'll she's obviously very passionate about ballet. Do you think she'll, she'll follow in your footsteps in that direction? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we'd encourage her if she wants, but there's so many dancers out there now, not enough jobs, so. Yeah. She's going to finish her schooling. As Sasha, <laughs> yes. Sasha and you guys have always said, you've got to follow your passion and that's what she'll do and that's what we want you all to do and you have and uh, and right. uh, it's, let's see how it turns Time out. Time will tell. Time will yeah. tell. 
well, you guys have always been very supportive and very understanding of it's been a very uh, like the two things that have stuck in my uh, vision have been pursue your passion and follow your bliss but then dad you always hammered home work until you cannot work anymore and then get up and keep work 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 until you drop and get up and keep working so I think there's been a nice uh, that's two really great elements to do what we love but work tirelessly to achieve it so I think you, you, you guys did good Oh, well, yeah, everyone can only do the best they can do. And yeah. we all make a lot of mistakes along the way and uh, hope to cause not too much damage. And uh, Never. The Edgeleys cause damage? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, Dad, remember you used to, you used to on, on repeat, tell us the story of how you started from scratch and how you would collect, was it Coca-Cola bottle lids and collect well, them up? Yeah, look, we, was that we, true or were you just making that up? No, that's not, that is that is absolutely true. It was Coca-Cola bottles. bottles. In those days, talking in currencies that they relate to today, you would get two cents or say five cents, the equivalent of five cents to return a Coca-Cola bottle. And I, I was a mad keen tennis player growing up wasn't very good at it but I loved it and we used to go to when all the when all the um, big sporting events came to um, Perth when we were living in those days and they used to have the Davis Cup played there and um, big tournaments played there they used to want ball boys and ball girls or mainly ball boys in those days and we used to you know, were ball boys for some of the greats of those times. Uh, John New John Newcomb was just growing up. He was one of the best juniors. That there were people like, um, um, oh goodness gracious me, I can't remember. Not so much John, John McEnroe. It was the era before that, but it was uh, it was a wonderful time. And um, um, Mel Anderson, Rod Laver, uh, Ashley Cooper. Oh. Uh, Neil Fraser, these sort of people, and um, and and they used to come to Perth every summer and play tournaments. And uh, that, that normally Australia would play the semi-final of it, of the Davis Cup in Perth, whoever, the, and then they'd play end up playing the final in uh, in Melbourne, which was the Australian Open, uh, and this, this was the build-up. So we used to go around and collect all the empty Coca-Cola bottles, sacks of them, and and take them back to where where For how much? Well, uh, what would it would have been the equivalent of about five cents today? Oh my gosh, Dad! Yeah. So you go. We, that's how we went out, earned our pocket money, and um, and uh, but it was wonderful time. It was wonderful time growing up. And it was, I I just think it's amazing that you go from that, and to me, you've created an empire. And I I you know before we went live, guys, Dad was like, oh, I don't know if you could call it that, and I will call it that because I don't. I don't know. People ask me how to compare you to someone in our day, and you know, a, a younger version or a new version of you, and I can't because what you did was amazing. You literally, I believe, introduced extraordinary levels of culture to Australia, as did you, Juzzy. Like the achievements that you guys have accomplished in a lifetime is phenomenal. What, what, in your heart and soul, do you believe is your greatest achievement? Look, I think. It's it's an interesting story uh, how it all came about. Um, I was brought up in Perth, as I said, and I worked with my father 
and while he was dying, he had cancer. And the more, the worse he became, uh, the more responsibility he gave me to do. So I was kind of had to learn very quickly, very early. And so by the time he passed away, when I was only around about 22, 23, but I'd had a lot of opportunity of working with him then. And it grew from there. And um, he used to bring shows to Australia and he used for his theatre that he ran in Perth in those days. And then I sort of picked it up and went on with it from that. I look at, I woke up one day and I thought, I really was quite proud of myself because across, over the years, I think I certainly in Australia was the only producer, impresario, promoter, which you would call, that presented every area. I did rock and roll, I did classical ballet, opera, musicals, plays, ice shows, sporting events, circuses, uh, made movies. And I think all of that in itself was was great to have have being able to have done that with the help of a very good team of people, I might add. And your mother was in the early days. She was one of the best publicists in Australia, if not the best publicist Australia has ever seen in relating to promoting shows and publicising shows. And she did a fantastic job. Um, and we toured shows everywhere. We took Torval and Dean who were, we toured them over the world for 10 years. We even took Torval and Dean to, to uh, England. And of course, Torval and Dean in, in, at, at the peak of their, you know, at the peak of their success, just after they'd won the gold medal, the Winter, Winter Olympics in Sarajevo, they um, were like royalty in England. And for, to have a group of Australians, brash Australians coming to London and in and Ottingham and Birmingham and these places and presenting their like their idols, yeah. <laughs> treasure. Yeah. It, it was uh, uh, it was something to be seen. And we opened the tour at Wembley in, in you know, I think it was around about eighty five Wembley in London, which was their big arena then. And we had Princess Di there and everybody else. And it was it was a big it was a it was a wonderful achievement that in itself. And I think the other thing that was good was making the man from the Snowy River. That was a. I, I, so you I, had I, Kirk Douglas in four that. Four or yeah. five movies. We made four or five movies, and uh, they were um, uh, they were very interesting times. Was Kirk Douglas in that, Dad? Kirk Douglas was in the Man from Snowy River. Yes, okay. and in fact, I I pushed very strongly to have Kirk Douglas in. in and I, the reason why is because at that time, Australia did not have any superstar performers. They don't, didn't have the Helmsworths. They didn't have the, you know, uh, all these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <they're>, nah. <laughs> what, do mean, what do you mean the Helmsworths? What, you, what about the Edgleys? Mel Gibsons, they didn't have anybody. I mean, Mel, Mel Gibson was just staying to come on the scene. But now, of course, and, and so I wanted... Were you even born? <clears throat> I was, wasn't I, Dad? I know for A Cool and Get a Gold, we just moved to the Gold Coast for that one, so I know I was around for that. I feel like I was around for... Yeah, yeah, you were there. You were definitely there. The Snowy River. A tiny, though. You were definitely there. Uh, but we wanted, we wanted an American in it um, because... Sell it overseas. In, in those days, the, the government gave you great assistance in making movies because they wanted to, an Australian film industry. And so... 
but it had to really be totally Australian. The script had to really be written by Australian, the music, the whole thing. And so I had to fight very hard to bring in Kirk because I felt if we were going to sell, sell this thing in America, then they had to have at least one identity that they could relate to. Yeah. And, and it worked very, very well. And it was a big success in America. And, and um, we're very proud of that and as, a, as a family and as a company to having done that. That was uh, quite an achievement. Well, it's quite an Australian iconic movie, isn't it, Chief? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. And what about you, Jazzy? What What's your what, when you go to bed at night? What do you go? Yeah, that was that was an amazing moment in my life. I mean, it's hard to to, to choose for you guys because there's a gazillion amazing moments. But what do you believe is your greatest achievement? Um, what's going to say? It's just gone out of my head, but. It's not until you step away from it that you actually, because that's all you've known, and it's a bit like you growing up in this household. It was, a, it was just normal for you, you know. It's, it's it was normal, and so dancing, that whole life touring, and um, being living with people and dancing with people, being twenty four seven together, it was just normal. Until you step away, you go, yeah. oh, you get a, a new appreciation. Wow, I was lucky to do what I did, you know, what I love to do. Because yeah. I don't think people. Um, understand how strenuous and physically challenging and emotionally and spiritually like you literally live breathe sweat from the second you wake up to the second you fall asleep. it's it's in, intense you're the life it is intense but you don't mind you don't mind putting it in as long as you love it the last four years I, I think I was struggling with injuries and that not um last four years of a career career yeah that was, that was around about 2000 around about 2000. So, because originally, so you guys were in Hobart and then your Hobart uh, teacher advised you to go for the Victorian Arts College? Um, in, I was in, in, in Melbourne. Then my family moved to Tasmania and it was whilst okay. I was there that um, they thought I should uh, audition for this school. And so we thought, okay, I'll audition. And I, when I got in, I had to leave home, my family in Tassie and then go back to Melbourne by myself. So I'll just shut the door. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Because um, I think I, I think I, I've presented a lot of ballet companies over the years. In fact, I went through phases where I wanted to do certain things, and <clears throat> excuse me, I, I and I ended up doing all the great ballet companies, bringing them all to Australia: the Royal Ballet, the um, Alvin Ailey Company from America, Bolshoi, uh, the Bolshoi, Stuttgart, Dance City of Harlem. Um, Many, many, many great ballet companies, and because I felt Australia was was lacking in great dance, they uh, the Australian ballet at that time, <clears throat> excuse me, going through that era, the Australian ballet was noted for beautiful costumes, beautiful sets, uh, beautiful productions, but they didn't have so many great dancers, and then by by me bringing all these fantastic ballet. Stars, Fontaine, Uriah, Barishnikov, and all the companies Maya. lifted the standard of the Australian ballet enormously. And today, Australia, the Australian Dance Company, the Australian Ballet Company, is is noted as one of the great ballet companies in the world. And in that second tier, I mean, you've got the Royal Ballet, and you've got the Paris Opera Ballet, and you've got the American Ballet Theatre, and then there's the next level, like the Dallas Houston Company, um, London Festival Ballet, the you know, uh, um, the Leningrad Ballet, they're all, they're all sort of that next level. And the Australian Ballet sits very nicely in that, in that company. 
Dad, is it true that uh, when when Eric passed away and you had to go to Russia, uh, and were you only 24 when you went to negotiate with the Ministry of Culture for to tour the shows? Yes, I shows wouldn't have been much older. I mean, the so moment. What's, what's the that moment, like walking into a room when you're only 24 with the Ministry well, of he Culture? Was, <laughs> my my father was very clever because he'd already arranged for me to go to Russia prior to that. So I'd been there in 1965 and he died in 67. 1965 was the year that he bought the first Moscow Circus to Australia. And the Moscow Circus was an enormous success. Wow. And, and it was so in England, in America as well. It was take, the first time Russian circus ever left the Soviet Union in those days was I think in 1956 when a very famous uh, a promoter from America called Morris Schulfen. He took the uh, yeah, the Moscow Circus to America and it was an enormous, huge success. And then in 65, we took it to, we brought it to Australia and New Zealand for the first time, New Zealand a little later, and we toured it all over the world. We even did one tour of the Moscow Circus in America with a very, a very, very good producer over there by the name of Steve Lieber. And huh? Steve and Steve Lieber's company and ours toured toured it across America, and that's when I met met um, uh, someone who you may know or may be familiar with. That's when I when I met Donald Trump. Oh, your bestie! We, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we opened the uh, tour. Steve Steve and I opened the tour at. Uh, the Trump Casino in Wow, uh, and you met him in, in no, no at Atlantic City. Oh my gosh! So there you go. So I was uh, chatting to Mum because she's got lots of good stories, uh, and for, forever we've wanted to create together, or we want you to create. Uh, so then, then you can employ me as 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 your lead actress. Uh, the movie, The Impresario, about your travels and your adventures, and because our family, you know, quite often I'll be sitting around with friends and explaining part of our life and they're like you're making this stuff up that's not even you know you couldn't even you, co you couldn't even make this stuff up it's so amazing it's so extraordinary uh, so mum was saying that well one time you were in Russia and you went went to meet the prima ballerina for dinner of the Bolshoi Ballet Maya can you help me with her last name just yeah Maya Plisetskaya at that, at that time she, during the during the uh let's see this 60s, 70s, at that period, mm -hmm. she was the top ballerina in uh, in top of the Bolshoi in Russia. And, uh, she, and, and she, you were meant to go to dinner, right? And she said oh, she was horrified because she didn't have anything to give you because the economic crisis was so intense, people would line up for hours and she pulled out the, the order of Le Lenin and yes, chewed on it, mum said. And she said, I, I have this, which is the highest distinction, you know, that you can get for a citizen in the Soviet, but I can't eat i can't get food yeah she actually well she did we did have dinner with her and we did have dinner with her and we so mum was exaggerating no 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 mum mum was getting it she was on she was on the money uh, and she'd been awarded three times the medal of honor the lennon medal of honor and that three was times. like uh, that was like as high as you, high as award you could get in a, in Russia. She did dance for a long time though, like in her fifties or sixties. Like yeah, she danced for a long time. But, but this specific this specific <laughs> um, uh, event occurred, and she she picked up this award and bit on it, and she said, you know, 
I can I can get the best award, but I can't get yes, access mm. access to the best food. It was a shoot, still had food on the table, but they didn't eat like we did in those days. And um, she was one of the most famous people in Russia. Because was in the Soviet Union, you've got to remember for the younger people, there was that the, the Soviet Union Union was uh, a, a very strictly controlled um, communist. Um, collection of countries because they'd taken over so many uh so many countries over the year they you know during that era uh but it was very interesting and that something taught me one of their invasions taught me something Gigi. i mean in 1968 we had the moiseyev uh company touring us australia and new zealand the moiseyev were a magnificent they still are today a magnificent folk dance company right they really were and um, we brought them to Australia just at the, after um, uh, the, the Soviet Union or Russia had invaded um, Czechoslovakia. Right. And that's when I realised that for people that believe sport and politics don't miss, mix, it's sorry, not right. Right. Uh, and we were having demonstrations and we got through the tour okay. We got through the tour okay. But there are a lot of unhappy people in Australia because, you know, what had Russia had done. And we got through the tour okay. And, but that taught me a very important lesson. That was not just to, cut, to concentrate on Russian talent. And that's when I started to broaden out and do other shows and from other countries. We still had a wonderful relationship with, with the so you we still brought all those companies out but I, I i didn't want to be put in position again where all we had was russian product and if they did it again we'd be in strife and they did do it again because they invaded afghanistan and at that time which went on for about eight or nine years the australian government would not let uh anything from russia come into australia anything yeah it and was very and, then, and remember you you had dancers that came producing international circus programs and you know, Disney on parades and all this sort of thing. And didn't, when you brought out Nureyev and Barishnikov and some of the Russian artists, they tried to run away? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Did they slightly when, try to defect? When I, when I brought Nureyev to Australia, he had already defected. Um, but um, I brought, Barishnikov was coming up as the next Nureyev. And I do remember having a conversation with him when he was in Australia. And we became quite friendly, uh, Misha and I, as 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 I did with Nureyev. I greatly admired Nureyev. He's a very clever person, not just as a dancer. He had a wonderful mind. But uh, I, um, I said to Misha when he arrived in Australia, I said, "Now, Misha, don't you defect on me here, will you?" He said, "Why would I defect?" He said, "Why would I defect in Australia? Because I wouldn't get any world." Media. Attention! Any great exposure from it. That's so amazing. He had every intention of, at some point, to defect, and so, two or three years later, he was touring. He just finished a big season in New York. I think he went up to, uh, uh, he went he went to Toronto or Montreal or somewhere, and he defect, he defected there. So wow. and, then he, and he got all the coverage he wanted. Wow. Um, so I was just wanted to pop back to the Torvald Dean night. I remember being 
that was amazing because you guys that that opening night was extraordinary and I remember right at the end you let Sash Cap and I go on the ice on our bums and we got to slide around on the <laughs> Torborn Dean ice we're like ah my parents rock yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Juzzy what's it like being Australian of the year I think it was more Victorian of the year um no it's, it's nice to be recognized it was really it's she was recognised as a, as the best Australian dancer of the year, particularly yes. because when she retired, she came back and did a um, a, a piece, a, a twenty minute piece, um, where, with a, a partner who she'd partnered with for many years, and and she was awarded like each year they have in Australia what they call the Helpman Awards, best actor, best actress, best you know so forth and so on, best for the Helpman Awards. Yeah, and Justine was awarded the best uh, uh, dancer of the year. But I, I thought in 1996, Juzzy, you were you were awarded the, the Australian of the Year as well. Is that well, the Victorian? That? I think for a state, not the whole of Australia. Oh, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> She's done pretty amazing things dance-wise in her life. So how awesome was it coming back after, so you'd been retired for about three years uh, from the Australian Ballet and then you came back to do Unspoken Dialogue? Yeah, no, it was, it was lovely actually just concentrating on the one ballet, um, being the creative process with Stephen, both Stephen, Stephen Baines with, and Stephen Heathcote. And yeah, we got to tour it around Australia and it was lovely. It Stephen was, Baines created the ballet. And Stephen Heathcote was my was partner. partner. Um, and she was, it was a gorgeous piece. Yeah, it was about relationships i think it was about a 10 minute part of her it was um yeah. quite puffy but uh we got to tour that so it was a nice sort of send-off because i i finished quite abruptly i sort of disappeared and so it was nice to sort of do a farewell tour basically yeah and in the early days um when i was researching you uh you you were mentioning that you were had a passion for gymnastics as well but then to keep up the gymnastics and then also the the art oh, oh, i think sky is coming we get a visitor Say hi. Hi, hi Sky. Sky. Hello. Hello. Ha Do you remember <laughs> your grandpa? I don't think she does. Wait, hi, darling. Oh, hello, hello Sky. darling. Hi, Sky. Do you remember grandpa? Hello. Hi. Hi, darling. Hi. 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 Hello. How are you? <laughs> She's out. used to this dust. This television business she's is like, hi. nature to Usually her. She's seen hi, Jake darling. every week, so she's like, Where's Jake? <laughs> Can you say hi? Say hi. Hi. She's gone quiet. Today she will be doing her piece in with mime. There's <laughs> silence. Hi, hi Gordon. You're growing up. Jeez. Yeah. They grow up too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> One sec, guys. Oh, sorry, Bubba. Baby flying out. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so, Juzzy, in the early days, uh, so you also were, were quite passionate about gymnastics, uh, even more so than ballet. So what led you into the direction of ballet? I suppose my mum always loved um, ballet. She put me into ballet, obviously, for grace, deportment and musicality, and also thought oh, she'd love to go to ballet with me, to have like someone to sit in the audience with, but didn't realise she'd actually still be by herself watching someone on stage. But no, Dad finally would start to come to the ballet with her so they could watch me. But um, 
Yeah, so she always, her brother used to pay for her ballet lessons when she was younger. So she always was passionate about dance. Um, I just didn't understand why I was doing it because I never, I got, uh, we left Melbourne before I got to see a live ballet. So, you know, in a church hall, back, you know, doing these exercises on the back of a chair. Like, what like, am I doing this for? Yeah, I was like, what am I doing this for? Whereas gymnastics was a lot more exciting. You're hanging upside down, you're doing twirls around the bar and you're doing flips on the beam. I loved it. But um, I let the audition decide for me, really. I was like, I knew I was getting high in both, so I did have to make a decision. So the audition, once I was accepted, I thought, okay, this sounds like fame. Do you know the movie Fame? Yes. Dance around at boarding school. Uh, and thought, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought it sort of sounded a bit like that. So off I went. Yeah. Perfect. That's a, so how many years all up were you dancing? Oh, seriously from 12. 12 and That's then full-time sort of from 15. I had to do school by correspondence and um i was flatting by myself so i had to clean you know there was four of us girls living in an apartment so we had to share the cleaning grocery shopping cooking i was trying to do my year 11 by correspondence full-time dancing i was exhausted but um yeah it's all good grounding you know and you were in so then you went into the australian uh, ballet school Ooh, and that's at, right at 16 uh, yes, at 16. So it was a three-year course back then. Um, but during my second year, um, I got to do some core ballet work with the actual company. And by the yeah, end of that year, um, the director gave me a contract. Like, How amazing. So you didn't, you like, didn't finish? I didn't That's finish, amazing. no. I didn't graduate from the, from the ballet school. I got taken got... early with a job. That's amazing. And what was the first ballet that you, you like the first one you did with the company? It was Paquita. Um, just a, it was a very, very classical one in a tutu. And would you believe, this is funny, I was a ballerina, but I never felt comfortable in a tutu. Because you were more used to gymnastics, that kind I of thing. So I liked the, the more flowy dresses where I could actually really move. The tutus are quite stiff in the bodice, so you feel like you're in a straight jacket, you know, yes. But um, yeah, I obviously had to wear tutus, but... Uh, Oh, yeah, Paquita, and then the first tour was to Asian countries. America, we the Australian um, dancers toured America a lot. Yeah. But, um, and, and one of your other passions is travelling. You just adore yeah. travelling as well, right? Because you, you guys were in South Africa for the circus for some time. For a year, yes. Presented a ballet company. Yes, we presented a ballet oh, company. Always for the ballet. Yeah. And, 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 a, and a circus. And the Moscow Circus mm. we presented. In what South was it like living over there? Uh, well, I, th I think we... We worked it out that we spread uh, about about a, a six. It wasn't quite a year. It was about a six month period over a two year, over a two year. We spent six months there over about a two year period. So it was a year altogether, but yeah, six yeah, months. Two, six, two, months. six months. That's right. Touring and, the circus first, and then the ballet, oh, ballet company, yeah. and then the circus. Yeah, and it was South Africa is the most amazing country. It, very similar to Australia, actually, but um, fantastic country. Yeah, I mean, dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous, unfortunately. Yeah. But it, a fab, fabulous country. And the Just, game game reserves are wonderful. You know, to be with all those wild animals. We, we drove once, for, twice from Cape Town to Johannesburg, which takes you from one end of the country to the other, and you know, it was just an amazing country. And then, as as Justine said, it's similar to uh, so similar to Australia that you'd think you'd see kangaroos and why don't we have lions here sort of thing. That was the terrain and the Geog the geography was just so, so similar. So what, Jazzy? Back to the dancing for a bit. What? Where, at what point did you go? I'm, I've, I've, I'm done. There was a few reasons. Um, I didn't really get on with the new artistic director that had taken over. I'd met 
feel damp. And also my feet were becoming painful, but I, I put that down to being miserable at work. So I continued going for four more years, um, not enjoying it, always crying, just um, paying the mortgage, you know. Um, yeah, so it took, it took four years to really come to the point. And Michael says, you know, don't do this specifically for me. You know, your parents will never forgive me. No, <laughs> but I was just like, no, I've had, you know, I'd had enough. I was feeling sick. I was just, yeah. I was taking too much medication for my feet to try and get through it. So, yeah, I'd had enough. Yeah, I don't think people realise that, that, that what you guys go through, you know, it's so intense. And uh, so four years, was it painful? Every it's a whole lifestyle. You do give up your whole life for it, if you know what I mean. You live and breathe it. Yeah. They're really athletes and it's, it's even harder than athletes because, because not only do you have to be athletic. You've got to make it look have, easy. You have to look yeah. like it's easy and like like you're enjoying it you have to remember all these steps we used to go to these after parties and people would say ah oh, so what do you do during the day what's your day job I'm no. like, oh. <laughs> we're in here from 8 30 in the morning doing gym workouts then we've got classes and rehearsals for upcoming ballets and at night we're performing a ballet but during the day we're doing other ballets getting ready for the next and the Australian Ballet, we did tour a lot. Like we've squeezed in a lot of shows. So I think that's why my body wore out quicker than other dancers overseas. We yeah. squeezed in a lot in the year, yeah. And then uh, and then for the final performance, you came back for the, fifth, the 50th anniversary for the Australian Ballet? That's right, yes. Yeah. Actually, Camilla like? and Charles were at that. Um, so that was, that was wonderful, but I don't think I was as or well, I think just my ligaments and that were getting too old. So I ripped my hip in a couple of places. I still perform oh this God. season, but my hips are really quite bad now <laughs> just from so doing that. Would you ever, would you go back? That's that, you're more into, into teaching into now. Teaching. Yeah. yeah. And she's a very good teacher, I might add. It's easy to say that, but um, I know, I've heard from so many people how good. I do enjoy, I do enjoy giving back everything is. that I have learnt now. So, yeah. So the questions are coming in in the chat room, guys. I've been so I've been so um, so focused on asking my questions. I haven't even been looking at the chat room, so I better let the, these guys have a chance. Uh, so Joe from Toronto wants to know how did Justine find it joining a large, well-known family like the Edgeleys, and also let it be known that we're all nuts. So Justine is amazing for putting up with it, all of us. We're crazy. Yeah, someone was, somebody said with the with the Strangers version of the Fockers, you know, Fockers. <laughs> But we have a good heart and we're nuts in a good way. We're not nuts in a scary way, let it be known. <laughs> no, we, we, have a, we have wonderful hearts. We all love each other very much and um, stick by each other and do the best we can. But uh, when we're all together for outside people, it's, uh, it's quite something. I mean, they, they, they don't know how, you know. I think it was meant to be, if I'd met Michael a couple of years before that, I don't think I would have even allowed myself to go out with him, you know what I mean? But because I think, not that, not that dance was doing it enough for me, I think, because I was ending, ending my career, I was opening my horizon a little bit. So I was starting to sort of, I, I felt like, um, yeah, I, I was ready to meet people outside and just broaden my horizons a little bit. Yeah, because other than that, it must have been hard because you worked non-stop doing your ballet to actually Yeah, most of the relationships are outside. within the company. Yeah, it's very hard to meet people outside. Yeah. And, um, I was so focused before, I, I don't think I would have allowed me to even go out for a date with Michael. And actually, Michael too, this is, that sounds terrible, he was everything what I wasn't looking for. He was, <laughs> I was, 
I was 30 at the stage. Yeah, I was 30 at that stage. And I thought, no, I'm not going to meet anyone over 40. So he was, what, 53? Uh So he didn't tick that box and he had children so and he'd been yes. married before. So he ticked all the wrong boxes. <laughs> You're like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Dad, we've got a question from uh, Captain Calvin in Germany and we have lots of respect for Captain because in Germany it's at the moment it's like two in the morning. So he's, he's a, a frequent chatter here. So we love him very dearly and he wants to know, were you always uh, absolutely sure that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? And did you ever have a moment where you thought, oh, this isn't working out how I planned? <laughs> no, I, 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 loved the, I loved the idea of show business. Uh, I loved it. I, I had a taste of it from seeing what my father was doing. And my, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew exactly that I wanted to be involved in the entertainment industry, as was my father. Um, there's never a doubt in my mind. When I finished school in 1961, at the end of 61, I spent an hour, I spent a year in an accounts office, accountancy office, which I thoroughly hated. Uh, I didn't I know that. And at the same time, I was doing some accounting at night school. And my father was overseas at the end of 62, um, looking for shows and things and i managed to sneak in uh i'd already quit my quit my job and i hadn't told him but i snuck into the his office and i was helping his accountant took it sort of as a secondary accountant and that's how i managed to get my foot in the door and he was uh, very cross because he really wanted my elder brother to be involved in the theater and philip and my brother he wasn't interested. He really. wasn't interested in the in the in the um, business side of it. He wanted to be, be an, an actor. Act. He was a very 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 well known child actor in Australia. And he wanted just to be an actor. He didn't want to know the That's business. That's where I get it from. Whereas <laughs> I whereas I never wanted to be an actor, but I was very interested in the business side of it. So no, I mean we we had a, a number of hurdles along the way, many hurdles, but we had some wonderful successes and uh, good times as well. But. Um, and uh, but and I, and when you're in your twenties and you're, you've got a lot of strength and your passion and you know you you know nothing you you, you feel you know, you feel invincible that you and and I did a lot of things that if I look back on myself now my age now I never would do them but my God did we really do that yes. so but you're um, so young yeah it was uh, it was young but I but that didn't, I, I I was just I was full of energy and enabled me to do the things I did. I remember like so many cool, it's just, it's it's amazing. Like uh, going backstage, traveling around with the Moscow Circus and with the monkeys and um, one of the, one of the artists named one of the monkeys, Gigi. So we'd all, and it was the cheekiest monkey. And then we'd be like, and then you bought Cirque du Soleil into town and Australia had never seen, remember the Cirque du Soleil? Oh my gosh, the opening night for that, was it Sultan Banco? And every yeah, Australia yeah. was in shock, but like Cirque du Soleil had had hit Australia, and it was insane. And I and I remember the the celebrations and the the after parties with the promoter Guy, and he'd travel around in his private jet with he, his decks. He's an amazing individual. He's <laughs> an amazing individual, and he's one of the people I most admire in the world in the industry. He uh, what he did with creating Cirque du Soleil and where Cirque du Soleil and where they came from, how it all began. 
uh, he was uh, from just, Street Performing just, to uh, right the same yeah. billion dollar show. Mm. Um, fantastic, unbelievable. He's a, uh, a great man of the theatre. So, were there spies on tour? Why was our garage blown up? <laughs> Why were? Uh, well, who, who the, did that? It was a, the state, it's true. Did it's true. <laughs> it's true. They 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 they, they did they they did send um, uh, members of the KGB would always be following you as soon as you hit they, Russia. No, yeah. that, no, but not obviously. It was it was they would all, they'd come along as a you know as a a, a, a a company manager or something. But if it was a big company like the like the um, Bolshoi, where they had a hundred dancers, they'd send more than one KGB fellow. And That's insane. You know, there was always stories about, oh, that guy in the back, right down at the back there, there holding the spear, he must be KGB. With smoking a cigarette with a hat, comfortable. <laughs> but they, they, yes, they did, and they and they did. They wouldn't travel without any any time any international company left the Soviet Union for a tour. There were always members of the KGB there, and it was a pretty tough. So, sort of situation because also also they encourage people the artists themselves to sort of spy on each other to report on each other so every time they return to russia they have right. to do a report on who did what and who played up and who was and they'd all you know, you know which was a dreadful thing to be able to putting someone your best friend in a position where you don't know whether they could what they'd be saying about you and that was a pretty in, intense, uh, intense situation. And if you had a, mm -hmm. a fling with any of them, um, they wouldn't let them tour again. They wouldn't let them leave the country. Wow. And, Not going to uh, say anything about that comment. No, but that's the that's the truth. Like if they had a fling with a um, uh, someone who wasn't part of that company, right. they wouldn't. Once they got back to Russia, they'd be severely delete chastised yes. and. Uh, and told that they um, not going to tour again. Not be allowed to tour again. Wow. Uh, so I remember some fine, fun memories growing up in the Point Piper house and Cappy. Oh, that's for blowing up bit. Well, we. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, when we it got to the point in the mid seventies where we were doing so much. I mean, we were doing so much. We were had so many shows go on. That, and living in Perth, and I love Perth. I mean, I think Perth's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. But having to fly from Perth to Melbourne or Perth to Sydney, practically on a weekly basis, um, I got to the point where we were. Um, um, we decided we'd move to Sydney, and we did. And we built a lovely home there on the harbour. And it was at the opening night of one of the shows uh, that someone came and sort of through a, 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 a inflammable device at the uh, garage and set two of the cars on fire. And we never really knew whether it was someone who was anti-Russian or whatever, but uh, we never got to the sort of truth of it, but it did happen. As you do, as it does. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because <laughs> uh, I remember in that Point Piper house, 
uh, Cap and I, the cruise ships would come by and you could hear them on the speakerphone going, this is Michael Edgley's house, the great entrepreneur. And so Cap and I would time it and we'd, I don't know if you knew that we did this, and we'd jump into the pool. And remember the pool had a big portal, like a glass portal? So we'd jump down to the portal and we'd take our swimmers down and we'd moon the cruise ships as they went by, Dad. Well, they were Sorry. the fairies. Sorry they, about that. They were the fairies. <laughs> See, it doesn't pay them. <laughs> yeah, the fairies. fairies. By, I used to comment on it. But no, then I fell in love with the Gold Coast because that's when we were making that movie, The Cool and Get a Gold, and I spent yes. six months, six months travelling from um, uh, Sydney to the Gold Coast. And the Gold Coast was like a, a, a young Perth. So that's when, and at that time, your mum and I were, uh, were starting to separate. And we, we all moved up to the Gold Coast. And uh, I think we, we, we all believe that that was the right decision at the time. It's a lovely place to live. Certainly a lovely place to bring up children. Uh, Jake wanted me to ask you about the, the Bob Marley story. Jake, Jake wanted me to ask you, me about Bob. Well, Bob the Marley. Bob, we, we when he got shot. Radio, and uh, he, he, he was one of the, he was, he, we, we, did, we did a few of those what we call, call contemporary artists with Bob Marley, there was Kiss, there was um, John Denver, who's a, just the most delightful man, just the fantastic man. But no, John, John, uh, the Bob Marley story is, a, is, a, is, is common knowledge that he, uh, he was, he was a, a, a cr cricket fanatic. And in fact, he was playing cricket um, on, you know, when he was home in Bermuda or wherever. And he, he uh, noticed at the time that he had a, a, a growth between his toes and it ended up being a, a melanoma and he, he died shortly after that. But, that was, but that's common knowledge, that story. But he was, a, a Tina Turner, we had her, Ike and Tina Turner. He was, he was nuts. She was really, really nice cook lady. Um, um, who were some of the others? Be Betty Davis was a, a nightmare. Really? Um, Why? Oh, she was just very hard to handle. But and and but some of the others you can say were Margot Fontaine was a, a beautiful, beautiful person, and I became very friendly with Rudolf Nureyev. He was a, he was a, a genius, as I said. So I met some interesting people. We all met some interesting people. How long did you travel around with Nureyev? Because he had an interesting story. Because he would have standing ovations and people well, applauding for. Well, as everybody knows, um, or anybody that knew. Of that era, I mean, he was he was he was he was gay, and he um, um, we used to have to you know find people for him. <laughs> and I'd met a woman in Sydney and in, in Adelaide actually, <clears throat> so that when um, uh, ever Nureyev toured Australia, I'd ring her up and I'd say. Um, could you find me some friends for Rudy, please? So you're sort of, you, you have to be, if you're in the entertainment industry. Uh, it's, it, you have to be delicate. Artists, artists. With their high demands. Artists require uh, <laughs> certain things for certain people. But he's also, a great guy. I, I have a fantastic admiration for him. But did you find a lot of these, like Mum was saying, a lot of the people that you toured with, like the big, big stars, were quite lonely when the spotlight went off, you know, where they... Yeah, like, well, Nuraf was a classic example. He didn't have... He, 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 there were, he would work th 
365 days of the year. And I mean 365 days of the year. He never wanted a night off because he didn't, he, he didn't want to be... He didn't want to be lonely. He didn't want to be. He liked. He liked the, you know, the attention. The spotlight. All, all the, but 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 like it's like everyone else in life. There's good people, bad people, nice people, not so nice people, and it's this, it's this, it's right across the board in life. And we we met some re really wonderful people. And we met some really, you know, strange ones. What what was um uh, mum was saying that you guys had to prepare. Iron, is this a true story? Iron the newspapers for Kiss, the New York Times, and they had to be delivered daily in the limousine or something like that? They had quite yeah, some, some bizarre York, demands. At that time, they wanted the uh, uh, New York Times flown out from America and <gasps> and pressed and on, waiting on the back seat of their limousines. Didn't and, Gene and, Simmons and, have... And, and when they performed in the stadiums, we performed the outdoor stadiums, they wanted a swimming pool built in each stadium. What? Yeah, which they never used, by the way. <coughs> Wait, you built them a swimming pool? Yeah, built a portable swimming pool. That's but, amazing. Uh, they, which they never used. They were just screwing with you. Yeah, no, it's true. Oh my! And but and didn't Gene Simmons have a little bit of a a little bit of a crush on Mum, or is or is that a rumor? You would have to ask your mother. Oh well, we'll get Mum on. Well, have a chat to Mum. <laughs> So are you guys so in the industry that you no one, like have you ever had a moment, Juzzy, where you meet someone that you fangirl out over, you know, or a dancer that you've always wanted to work with or uh, or an artistic director or? No, no. Um, some of the companies that Michael brought out, it was lovely to meet the principal dancers that you'd always sort of admired from a distance or heard about or seen on video. So it was always, it was lovely to meet them and, you know, have dinner with them and, yeah, it's funny, after I left the Australian Ballet, Ross Stretton, my director, went to the Royal Ballet and then Michael, of course, presented the Royal Ballet. So out came Ross Stretton and here I'm having to be at the dinner table looking at my... Hello, old hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, and then um, there's a cool little story, Dad, in the early days, because originally wasn't our name White? Wasn't our last name White? Yes, yes it's true. The my father actually and his brother um they they came from a white family and in england we're going back in the gee the 1900s he he worked with charlie chaplin my father on stage with charlie chaplin and they were called the eight lancashire lads they were, began as a dancing troupe and then my father went on to during that that era of the 10s and 20s and 30s and 40s with, vaudeville review was very very popular and you had you know and 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 they were the, initially the white brothers and they saw their their agent in london said look you can't you can't be the white brothers there's too many whites around around you're gonna have to change your name so i don't know where the brother clem it was clem door don't know where he got his name from but um, when I first went back to London, or when I first went, visited London, um, um, my father said to me, go, go, when you come out, go, go down to where the eight BBC is, and there's a little lane down there somewhere, and it's called Edgeley Lane. Huh? And, um, have a look at, because that's where I, I came out of the agent's office, 
this is my father speaking. He said, I came out of the agent's office. I looked up. up I looked up and we were in Edgeley Lane and I said, well, he said, well, that's where that will be. I'll be Eric Edgeley. And that's how. And my great grandmother was the White family as well. Oh, so, wow. I know. So we're the whites from England as well. We've got a line oh back there. So that's a bit all very strange. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and um, your grandmother. I've, I've performed on stage with her, Edna. Oh, you know, when yes. she's the nurse in Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just in the company. I think I was only second year in the court of ballet and there was a little lily maiden and um yeah edna used to be in the same ballet so we crossed Isn't that paths. amazing i think that was just before we'd met actually so um yeah that's right so i knew of edna edgley of course and so i got to meet her and everything but we i did meet her later on just before she passed yeah yeah how long how long had um edna been dancing for dad Ooh. oh she well she um she she was the director of the Australian Ballet at the time, and and Williams and yeah. Williams. She uh, they were creating uh, every now and then they'd create a new ballet, and they were creating Romeo and it's Romeo and Juliet. Yes, yeah, yes, because she would play the nurse. And, and we were having dinner with Anne Williams one night, and um, on a totally related matter, I think it was she came along and we had one of our dance companies out here and Edna and myself and Anne Williams were at dinner and she said to mum uh, after we'd come out of the restaurant because mum was doing a few you know she's she used to be a dancer and um, or she would always been a dancer she said you'd per be perfect for the role of the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. And like she was in her seventies or eighties. Oh, yeah, she was in her seventies or eighties. Seventies. And I, I said to Mum, I don't, so, so, I don't be so ridiculous. Said, Dad, no, can you imagine Edna? Edna would have been, oh, darling, said, I would. I was so, waiting. I want to so, kick up my heels again. So she, uh, she did it, and she was very, very good. She was gorgeous. And Justine ended up. Um, performing with her. Yeah. That is amazing. One yeah. thing which is worth mentioning is that we produced a Beauty and the Beast yes. in Australia. Yeah, I was gonna... We gave Hugh Jackman his first major role. He he wow. performed Gaston in the Beauty and the Beast in Australia. And um, that was one of his very first roles. And that was that there's a really beautiful At the end of it, we would say, "Dad, how does he? How does the beast turn into the prince or whatever?" And you'd be like, "You want to know?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah! Tell us, tell us, tell us!" And you're like, "Magic!" <laughs> come on, Dad, come on, Dad, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine. Oh. And, um, all right, so wrapping it up, um, I just want to, uh, to touch base on beautiful Marcel Marceau because uh, I remember doing a photo shoot with him. I've yeah. actually got it in the back here. And I remember, I don't remember, I di obviously didn't know who he, he was, but I remember you guys, he kept shoving this like flower in, in, in my face. And, and then someone said, give her a cookie. Maybe she'll smile if I have a cookie. So there's a photo back here and I'm like, and I've got a cookie in my hand and a flower sort of shoved in. And Marcel's like, <laughs> what was he like? Uh, he was, he, he was, challenging he wasn't easy but he was a nice guy he was very demanding also he did speak no 
He was very uh, demanding. Oh, yeah. He just mimed, mimed everything from the beginning a, to the not end. In a, not, in a, not in a bad way, he, but he was, he, he was a full-time. Oh, well, I've been, we've been so spoiled growing up with you guys, you know, watching your beautiful shows, Juzzy and, and everything that Dad's taken us to. So when Kat moved, moved over here, we would go and she would take me to Pantages to see Phantom of the Opera and Aladdin and stuff. And it just didn't have the same magic as when you're a kid. And we, were very, we, we saw the best, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, tough, a tough thing to live up to because you guys really did set a very high standard. But like uh, you, when you saw it all the time, I don't think you probably fully appreciated it until now that he doesn't do so many shows. You were like, wow, yeah. we, we grew up amazed, through amazing times. I'm sure yeah, you appreciate it even more now, I think. Looking I, back, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. You understand it a bit more. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I heard, Dad, you had a funny moment with Andy Warhol in a limousine. Oh, no, 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 uh, no. <laughs> can, can we take it the wrong way? No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Not at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, when when Nureya f had finished one of our tours, he, he was going on to tour in America with one of the, I think it was with the Houston Ballet or one of those. And um, I was going to, um, I flew back with him and he invited me to dinner that night. Uh, and we were, uh, we, it, it, there was a group of us, there was his manager, his, 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 agent who was a lovely lovely guy called Shelley Gold um, and Shelley's wife and there was uh, Rudy and Rudy's um, monsieur who's who was a fantastic guy he took him everywhere he's like a he was like a uh, he, he was a like football an like an osteopath chiropractor he was fantastic Rudy took him everywhere he, he wouldn't go anywhere without him and he, because he, he worked on him three or four times a day to keep him, you know, to try and keep him working. And there was he, and there was um, uh, Bianca Jagger. Wow. Uh, Bianca oh. Jagger was there. I was seated between Bianca Jagger and Elsa Martinelli. Now, Elsa Martinelli may not mean a lot to people today, but she was quite a well-known uh, international actress, Italian actress at the time. And uh, Andy Warhol was there, and um, anyway, we we went. It was a lovely night, and when 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 the night finished, um, coming home in the limousine, no. uh, uh, Rudy had done uh, Andy, uh, Andy Warhol had done a sketch of Rudy, and he showed it to him in the limousine. It is Andy Warhol, right? And 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 Rudy never liked anything of himself that wasn't completely flattering. So he didn't like pictures taken of himself if they didn't look nice. So Warhol did this abstract sketch of him. Nureyev looked at it, screwed it up, threw it out the window. No. You're like, stop the car. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, that's that's insane. Story. That's a true story. That's amazing. Uh, so uh, another little cool moment uh, just before we wrap up is the far lap party because you guys threw there's I've looked at your scrapbooks and it says the Edgeleys throw parties like no one's ever thrown a party before and I remember you guys would have you know boats with fireworks going off and I remember the, the day well, days and days well, that was your mother that party I mean, that was your mother she came up with these amazing ideas to <laughs> to launch these um the productions particularly the movie and your mother was uh as I said she was the best in the business in it's uh promoting 
or coming up with those, you know, amazing ideas. Not throwing a party. <laughs> yes, we know that very well, don't we? You're responsible for that. She, 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 I mean, every, every identity in Australia would be at those parties and it, yes. from government, so, you know, from the, from the, from uh, like a, a man politicians from, like, to man sports. From River, we had the prime minister there and everybody else. And it was just, uh, that's how it went. And it got worldwide coverage, not just in Australia. And some of those, some of those events got, got such fantastic coverage. So was it mum's idea to, for Farlap to uh, fly the horse around to the openings? She may have had something to do with that. She may have is had it, Is it true that one time the horse went to the wrong location? Yeah, that's possible too. <laughs> what happened when I had River at home? I got taken to the wrong hospital after. <laughs> what? Yes. Wait, you know how River happened? was born on the bathroom floor? Yes. Then we got bundled into the ambulance and we got taken to the wrong hospital first. And I thought, oh, this is just a comedy of errors <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, I did. She's popping back oh, in. Oh, there she is. Whoa, whoa, sorry. Hi. Crash. Hi, Sky. Hi, beautiful. Say hi. Are the boys there? Can they come and say hello to us? I'll go and grab. You keep yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we love you guys. You're amazing. I'm so sorry Summer couldn't have been here because she would, you would have found it very interesting. It's, it's Grumps. It's Grumps. Baba, can you say hi? Say hi. Say hi. Hi, Grumps. Hi, darling. Hi. So what's the... So how's the circus going, Dad? What's the next step? Well, we're just waiting. I mean, we're not as, we're not as badly affected here in Australia as you are, except Victoria. Victoria, Victoria, Australia has what we, what do we do? We have five or six states and two territories. And and most of our, apart from Victoria, um, it's, you know, which is in total lockdown. Like here in Queensland, where we are, we only had two new cases yesterday. So we're very lucky. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we, until they give us the go, we can't. It's the it's the safe distancing thing. We can't start again until. So they're all just sitting and waiting to start again. So we'll just wait and hang tough. But and Victoria's then a mess. Queensland's okay. West Australia's okay. South Australia's okay. New South Wales is pretty good, although they they've uh, Queensland have only just opened their borders uh, yesterday or today even yesterday to the other states but it's uh it's not as it's not as full-on as america but it's still causing massive disruptions to life both business so life and personal life is is the moscow circus dad where can people find it on social media so they can watch and see when it goes up and up and live again are you guys okay, on, you know is uh, the moscow circus on twitter on like where, where can they have you got a website that people can keep an eye on it yeah, I mean, uh, it's, you, you, you just Google you know, WWW the Great Moscow Circus and you'll find it all. Oh, you know, and Mark is Mark Mark is the marketing manager for it, and he he'll make sure everybody knows when it's up and running again. All right, well, we love you guys. We miss you so much. Say bye, Scott. Lovely seeing both of you. Yeah, Say she's bye. growing up so quickly, as we said. Say bye. Hey, Hello, she's smiling now. Goodbye. Bye, Come and visit us soon, gorgeous, okay? So Both of you. you. I love you. I love Bye. you. Bye, darling. We love, we, I know you're super busy, so it means the world to me, and, I've, and I'm, I'm very, very happy that you oh, no, out. Be, so. Don't be silly. I'm just talking to you. Never, never too busy for family. 
Never. Love you guys. Yeah, love, love you too, darling. See you Bye. soon. Good day. Bye. 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 That's my dad and beautiful Jazzy. Hang on one sec. Excuse me. Jed. And there you have it. Working mom. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. I'm going to play you a little clip and I'll get Sky sorted and then I'm going to come and sing you a little song. Uh, so that's uh, some amazing stories from my dad. Oh, before, I, I want to actually show you some... Before I actually want to show you some uh, some pictures as well uh, that they have of their amazing adventures, say bye, Sky. Bye, bye, bye. Okay, baby, flying out. One, two, three. Oh, brother, watch out. Bye, Sky. Bye. Bye. Action Pat, my beautiful fam. Okay, so I want to show you these photos. <clears throat> uh, so there's a, a bit of a combo. <clears throat> Pardon me. Here's beautiful dad. Um, it was hard actually to find photos nowadays because dad and uh, the Edgeley Productions, a lot of that stuff happened before social media. So I this is the circus at the moment that they do. And uh, this is the circus at the moment. Can you guys hear me okay? Am I clear enough for you? Let me turn it up a bit. All my levels are, can't get to my, there you go. Is that better, is that a bit clearer? Oh, thank you, Matthew, you're a sweetheart. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, uh, the, my Zoom friend said that we need to change where we put the donate button because it's a bit tricky to find. And I, mum, if, if you're listening, I know you actually me mentioned that before. And I was like, yeah, mum, whatever. But mum's always right. We're also going to have beautiful Jenny Edgley on the show, who is a, a absolute imperative part of Edgley Productions. Uh, they uh, were an absolute power couple in their heyday. And she was the most successful promotions girl, uh, publicity uh, uh, lady in Australia, hands down. This is the new circus and some of the acts that are in Dad's new circus. Oh, this is uh, my grandma and my dad and my beautiful brother, Edge. You guys have seen him before. Edgley is now, uh, Edgley, Edge is now um, uh, taken over traveling around with the circus. There's Olivia Newton-John in the back there. You can see some of their other amazing uh, productions. They did Sesame Street Live as well. Uh, Julio Iglesias, uh, the list goes on and on. The two Ronnies. There's beautiful Justine dancing away. Isn't she amazing? Thank you guys for all your, your, your questions. I was trying to keep up with it all in between the kids and all that fun stuff. This is Dad, Moscow, with a fantastic hat. As Sky would say, hat. <laughs> Juzzy prima ballerina of Australian Ballet, beautiful principal dancer. This is Maya, the, uh, the ballerina, prima ballerina of the Bolshoi Ballet, uh, looking very snuggly with dad. Dad. This is the beautiful Moscow Circus tent. Uh, 
that uh, amazing picture that Edge gave me. This is the, the circus that's traveling around, or will be traveling around any day now when the world writes itself. Another amazing act. Uh, Edge's beautiful wife is Tatiana and she's uh, the star of the Moscow Circus. She's in the circus as well. And they have two beautiful kids, Maya and Danik. This is Sky today watching Justine uh, perform Manon. Oh, I wanted to ask Juzzy what her favorite ballet was that she performed. Get them back. Uh, and then here we have my sister Sasha that came on not that long ago. And she's being taught, I believe this is a lady from the Bolshoi Ballet, because uh, it looks like Swan Lake. And she's been taught how to do some ballet. It's dad looking amazing, gonna make me cry. Here's mum and dad meeting Princess Di. And there's another amazing photo that I think mum's got all the really good photos. So when she comes on, she can show us all the cool pickies. Uh, and I believe mum wasn't wearing any shoes in this picture because she's a hippie at heart and she would quite often not wear shoes. Here's another cool uh, picture from the Moscow Circus at the moment, Flare Riders. Uh, there is John Denver with dad and Sash. Sash gets all the good pics. God damn it, Sash. Uh, this is another picture from the current Moscow Circus. Juzzy, when she was younger, doing ballet. Juzzy again, performing ballet. Isn't she amazing? Absolutely beautiful. Rudolf Nureyev and mom and dad. Mom went through a, a period of wearing army greens everywhere as well. Uh, there's Sasha and the thing again. There's dad looking famous. <gasps> Juzzy. Just amazing. This is Justine teaching. Mum's a hottie. <laughs> you wait till you see the other pics we got. She's amazing. We got some really cool ones. Mum was Princess Australia and she um, had the, uh, what do you guys call it? The beauty pageant, you know, the, the scarf. What do you guys call it? And uh, she was in the lion's cage and she cuddled up to the lion for a photo op. And as soon as she got out of the lion's cage, the lion attacked the trainer. And everyone was a running joke because the lion was grumpy that the pretty lady left. There's dad and me when I was a little girl before the Farlap party. And there's mum down there. Looking buff, there's Juzzy, I believe. So yeah, that's the crew. Um, all right, so now guys, we have our beautiful Zoom hangouts. And uh, we do that on Tuesday and Fridays. Our next Zoom hangout will be on do -do 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 Tuesday. And let's see if it went live yet. There you go. There it is. Waha. So uh, my brother comes on every Tuesday for a jam session. Jake, are you still in the room? He, there was debate about whether he could make next Tuesday, however, but no matter what, we will be going on Tuesday. Here is the link to the Zoom chat. So come and hang out with me. It's Tuesday at 3 p.m. And I get to see your beautiful faces. I really love it, love it. And we get to have lots of cool hangout time. Um, on Thursday, we have a very special guest. We're still waiting for the final confirmation. Uh, but I will be announcing that as soon as I get confirmation. I've been harassing them, no end. Um, and then, okay, so I'll give you a little song. Okay, this is one of my original songs. 
for your viewing pleasure. Oh, and then Saturday for subscribers. Thank you to people that donated today. Matthew, really appreciate it. Thank you for people that follows. If you're new to the channel, press the follow button because then you can see when we go live. If you'd like to subscribe, we've got lots of cool treats for subscribers. On Saturday, we all hang out in Discord after and we have a big long phone chat, which is tonight. Um, all right, cool. Here's a little song for you. Yeah. 
for joining me on this beautiful Saturday. Uh, for our subscribers on Discord, we're going to meet uh, uh, right now. For our subscribers on Twitch, I apologize. We will go to Discord now and hang out for about an hour. So if you're a new subscriber, just press the good old Discord button and we'll see you in the chat room. It's called Freljair. Uh, and I'm going to take you out with a cool little... Uh, a cool little... Do, 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 do. It's gonna be a little really just, I just hashtag. One thing. And then that Ooh. one thing turns into two, which turns do, into do, five, do, which do, turns... Do, 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 do. Likes to be loud, that Twitch, doesn't it? There you go. Uh, so we'll be chiming in again on Tuesday. Gonna have an amazing guest on Thursday. But for now, we'll meet our beautiful subscribers in discord and sending you lots and lots of love guys thank you so much uh, for joining us today and if you've liked the channel please share it with all your loved ones and even the uh, friends near and far would help as well mm. bye kappa love you thank you to all my beautiful family that chimed in my sister came in beautiful cat mom jake edge here's a cool little trailer for a film that i did lots of love Bye. Welcome to your new celebrity franchise. Open the door to the rest of your life. Four, three, two, one, ready, go. Oh, I'm gonna level over you. X, what is your status? If you want to be successful, love what you're doing. Submit. 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 Product. Flash. No, you are the best friends. You're bringing social media to the next level. Be famous. I wish I was you. The ultimate influencer. The ultimate celebrity. 
The ultimate. You. You will have all the friends you've been dreaming of. Make their choices for them. You have opened the door to the rest of your life. Fame. Fame is just a heartbeat away.